This is a honky-tonk man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Hey, everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. You are listening to... And you're listening to The Wrestler Review. Priceless. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the fucking Wrestler Review. I'm Dylan Gott. I'm John, comma, mm, good stuff, other comma, Hastings. I think John Goodstuff Hastings is a very good nickname. Oh my god, the good stuff John Hastings? I think that's a great nickname. <laughs> I'm gonna let you have the good stuff. And if I if I was in DX, they'd call me GS. And let me tell you something, GS! He's gonna suck it! That's my X-Pac impression, it's very good. If you were in DX... It would, the accent would be on John because that means toilet in some in some slang. Yeah, but that's so way too clever. Like they the wouldn't figure that out. Blushed. Yeah, like somebody like, oh, you know, John. John means toilet, and the road dog would just go like, he thinks he's a toilet, and then he'd do coke and forget everything. <laughs> no, that's what that that's what would happen. It would be like before they go to the ring, like they'd be facing like Big Boss Man and Bull Buchanan, and you're John, so they would. Put all of the cocaine and weed and meth they had in your mouth and you would swallow it. And then you would shit it out. They would sort it out and then take it back. Because that's how it would work. They would, <laughs> you would be the toilet for them. I am the toilet. I am the toilet. And I'm Dylan, regular guy who's... Uh, I'm going to open up this... Uh, you're actually, many things. You're not... You are way more of a regular guy than I am. I'm living... Okay, well, I'm technically a homeless man in Los Angeles, California, but you're living in a house with a absolute murder of Greek people, including a dude who's right now watching a movie in his car and a woman <laughs> so old it defies the laws of God. Yeah, who yesterday told me I look old. <laughs> <laughs> told, told me that I look the same age as my 63-year-old mother. That's that's not possible. It is. She, my mother keeps very good care of herself, and I do not take care of myself. Um, you're doing better. It's You've... amazing what a a receding hairline will do for a man. I will say that. Have you seen? I mean, the royal wedding's coming up. Have you seen Prince William? That guy went from being like, oh yeah, ooh, baby, can I buy twenty of those? Because daddy's hungry. To like, who's that guy who's watching the kids' soccer game but doesn't have a kid playing the game? <laughs> I have a joke about it. I have an actual joke about it. He looks really? like he, yeah, he looks like he aged in a day. What what fucked up yeah. secret did that guy get told that he went from being the prettiest boy in the land to looking like one of the Nazis at the end of a good Indiana Jones movie? <laughs> exactly there's nothing i don't think i've ever heard anyone talk about this so let's be groundbreaking there is nothing quite as creepy as when a guy has a receding hairline but still can't grow a beard yes it's oh yeah, yeah, yeah terrifying the other thing is what also is strange is they all they all think it's a good idea to give that a go all right. Yeah. I'm like you, you grew a beard what five, six years ago, and you haven't looked back. You were like, you know what? Oh. I still got a baby face, but I'm gonna make it look like baby is a lumberjack, and by that I mean he worked for an accounting firm at a lumberjack type company. <laughs> I have broad shoulders, but no one notices that because my eyes are too innocent. Take advantage mm. of me. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't lift. I'm too busy being cute. That's your trick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, two things. First thing, uh, we'd like to thank Keith. I don't think we mentioned this. Keith, way back when, 
picked Macho Man Randy Savage as a Patreon pick. Keith, well, you're one of our best listeners. Uh, he has a Macho Man tattoo uh, and a big old goddamn afro. Thanks very much, Keith. Uh, Great job, Keith. Keith, couple of questions about your Macho Man tattoo. What era is it? If I got a Macho Man tattoo, I would go TNA era. When he is a bald man <laughs> with a thick beard, I'll tell you what wrestler you most look like. You look like you most look like TNA era Macho Man Randy Savage. That is the greatest insult. I don't know. He's pretty fucking hot. Stopping short of wearing a balaclava—that is the most you can cover up your face and body. This TNA oh yeah, era Macho Man. TNA, yeah. He, I, you can tell that he was like, oh, can I paint my face like Sting? Uh, no. <laughs> Mm. How about I'm still Bonesaw? You don't want Randy. You want Bonesaw. Do you think he considers Bonesaw to be his last match? <laughs> Bonesaw is Randy. And then I lost to Spider-Man. <laughs> no, he wrestled in TNA after that. Yeah, he wrestled in TNA after that when he wrestled against the Kings of Wrestling in one of the weirdest matches ever. Oh, God. It's the that. first... It was the first time I ever... It was the first time I ever, like, learned that you can stream... A pay-per-view illegally live on a Russian website because I watched it in my apartment in Montreal. Did it have what they have when you try and watch a UFC in a Russian website where it's like just too you can hear the crowd having a great time, but it's too soft-spoken and unpressed Russian men in like a faraway room. He's a macho man. He's little TNA boy. was not big enough for them to do it. I think they were just like, we need to get into computer of sad boy. Uh, on to. <laughs> There's a fantastic site where uh, I will I will say this. If you guys like, um, the only stuff I've seen on it is, is NBA basketball. But if you like NBA basketball, there is an absolutely fantastic streaming site where instead, all right, so they stream the game. It's all normal. And then during the commercial breaks, the guy doesn't, know that he has his laptop mic on oh so yeah, 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 yeah 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 like, stephanie ate the fucking pickles again that fucking bitch and for some reason k-pop is playing at the same time which like, one's k-pop puts on k-pop uh korean pop oh, okay so it's not it's it's in the same oeuvre as j-rock that yes exactly J- the same oh, oeuvre yeah, Japanese rock. The thing that, that uh, Marty Friedman from Megadeth left the band to explore, which was his actual reason in a letter. I've been reading a lot about Megadeth these days, and I'm going to tell you, woo, good times. Because you read about Macho Man, and you were like, I could be sadder. Yeah, no, it, like, I was like, you know what? This this white man is not nearly as uncomfortable enough. Oh, hello, Dave Mustaine. Yeah, I just oh, wanted man. to let you know that I still think Mitt Romney is the president. <laughs> second thing to mention uh big shout out to old school wrestling ooh, facebook ooh. page that's old school wrestling join the page they post awesome stuff every day join old school wrestling's facebook page uh they are nice boys and they probably have reasonable dicks i know what you're thinking you're thinking complaints. hey dylan john are you guys like the insider inside the actor studio of wrestling? No, we're way fucking better, and we're not a creepy ninety-two-year-old man who still dyes his beard. He hangs out at the new school. <laughs> Guess where we hang out? <laughs> Old school wrestling on Facebook. Oh, also, uh, third thing. Now we're gonna put up a poll about this uh, on the day this episode's released. But 
Me and your boy, John Hastings, will oh. be in London, England in oh. early September. If we did a show, probably would have to be on a weekday because these little pussies need money. But on a weekday, would anyone come to a live wrestler review episode? That would be the episode we do Stan Hansen or Raven, the two most talked about people. I'm going to say it will be. I would like to do Stan Hansen live. Here's the thing with it. We need a minimum amount of people to say they're going to come and to purchase some sort of ticket so we can get a room. It's annoying as fuck, but that's how it's got to be. So, in the poll, it's not like a, like if you don't do this, we're going to be sad. We just want to know if there's enough interest for us to go out and explore doing it. It's a bit of a process. Let's explain. We're both gun-shy about doing these sort of things because it's, it's a real bitch to our ego, and we like doing the rest of the review, and we don't want to have to feel bad about doing it in depth. So every it, time you do a new type of show, there's always at least five things that you didn't realize you should have done and didn't do. <laughs> so it, it like shows our live shows are a bitch to put on, but it has been a dream of ours ever since we started this thing to do a live show. So London, England to be early September. Um, would you do one or failing that? I don't know, man. Uh, I'll edit this part out maybe, but. Maybe in Edinburgh? I don't know. Yeah, like we are in and around the UK in that time frame. If you are somewhere and you can... It's basically this is how we're going to do it. We're going to steal uh, the model from Brendan Burns, probably. Is we'll set up a link with tickets. you got to get... you you got to prepay a certain number. We have to figure all of this out. Um, so if you're in a town, let's say you're in Nottingham, and you're like, yo, guy, I can put 20 people in Nottingham. We'll all buy tickets. We'll shoot up a link. We'll pop it in. There'll be a time frame you have to do it. And if you if you sell those tickets and it's fucking great, then guess what? You're getting Stan Hansen live at the fucking weird coffee shop by the Nottingham train station. That's also a vintage store that once asked me to leave because I had too many bags. And I said, <laughs> can I still have a flat white? And they said, no. Uh, I got, got them. a bunch of flat whites, buddy. I got them back, though. I clogged their toilet two years later. Uh <laughs> Your boy can clog the toilet. Don't mess with me. I'm hard. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, welcome to us planning live events, also known as John and Dylan put their self-esteem in the hands of wrestling fans. Colon. <laughs> the shame tower. We have a lot of, I have a lot of stuff planned. Like, yeah. a lot of weird, weird stuff planned. Will our dicks be out? Yes. Will they be kissing? Yes. Will, will, I mean... I'm just going to say this. If we get to do this live show, if we, like, I have I have five of the zaniest, dumbest things I've ever thought of. And we'll be doing them in the UK in September, hopefully. But let's get to it. We've I'm throwing this out. Okay, let, let, me throw this out uh, let me throw this out there. If yeah. 125 people buy tickets, I will have my head shaved, and I will have a mustache drawn on, and I will appear... As serial killer mean Gene Okerlund, and I will remain <laughs> that way for 24 hours. I will dress in a black suit covered in fake blood, mustache. I will shave the horseshoe balding into my head and dye my hair 24 hours as mean Gene Okerlund. And I will literally lock a woman in a closet for a 24-hour period to yeah, be Dil Macho Man Randy Savage. And Dylan will That's do That's my Halloween costume. They're like... Well, you're not dressed as Macho Man, and you're like, oh, no, I'm living my life the way he does. Yay. I'm on steroids right now, and there's, and uh, I've banned any of my ex-wives from talking to my friends. <laughs> um, 
Speaking of, uh, let me say this about Macho Man really got his aggression out when he was abusing women because when he arrives in WCW unable to take out his aggression on a lady, he's um, he's fucking weird. And that's saying something. Well, it's the classic thing where it's like, we thought everything, he couldn't have been a better employee, but then at home, there's a dumpster fire. Yeah. Oh, he couldn't have been a better employee except for the fact that his wife doesn't actually know what a smile is anymore. <laughs> uh, yes. so Macho so, Man, Macho Man, yeah. Go ahead. Do you want to go ahead, or I'll go ahead. Uh, we should do since we're doing this over Skype. I think we should have a new rule where we have to say the filthy animals. Let me speak on this, and then we will say this. I think that's a great it's idea. More annoying. Please go ahead. All right. Let- so let me speak on this. Mm-hmm. Macho Man uh, was he comes to WCW. Uh, like John said, he doesn't know if he's gonna shake Hulk Hogan's hand. Or punch him in the face. What does he do? Well, of course, he shakes his motherfucking hand. Um, Let me speak on this. Uh, so, they have him appear on Saturday Night with me and Gene Okerlund. Welcome, everyone, to my nightmare. It's Atlanta, Georgia. The sun's too bright for me to do my favorite activity. He shows up, <laughs> cuts a promo with me and Gene. Uh, does Mean Gene ask if he has anyone in the closet that Mean Gene can stroke in the darkness? Macho Man Randy Savage acts like he doesn't know what he's talking about. In that promo, (laughs) he is dressed so weirdly. It's also the first time that you... I remember watching this as a kid, because we got WCW Saturday night, and it was very interesting because Mean Gene goes, Welcome to Atlanta. He really... This is the first time you really feel it's like you are... You are from the WWF, and you are now here. It was a really big deal. Um, it was also interesting where they basically sold a pay-per-view based on see if Macho Man is friends with Hulk Hogan or now his enemy. And that's how they sold a pay-per-view. Yeah. And it's just like that's so fucking – like you wouldn't do that now. You wouldn't sell an entire pay-per-view on like are these guys going to beat each other up or not? Who the fuck knows? Well, see you on Sunday. Um, I say that they definitely would they would definitely sell a pay-per-view on that. And also because that Starcade was a piece of shit. The main event was Brutus the Barber Beefcake versus Hulk Hogan. Yeah, well, this is the whole Mr. thing. Mr. T is- had a match. Oh, yeah. Well, this is Hulk Hogan just being like, it's ni- It's literally 10 years ago. The same things will work. Yeah. No, they won't, Hulk. Listen up, dude. This is better than 10 years from now. What I fuck Bubba the Love Sponge, dude? <laughs> you think 1994 but's bad, dude? Wait till you see what I say about black people in 2004 and 14 and right now. Well, I don't like him, dude. Let me. <laughs> Shaq, just because you're here, dude, doesn't mean we can eat together. Yeah. I'll catch what you got, dude. <laughs> Let me say this, Shaq, dude. Just because you're black, dude, don't let me forget, dude, that you're tall enough, dude, to be considered white, dude. <laughs> um but um macho man uh comes in and this is huge because it sounds weird but it's like yes they got hulk hogan but them getting randy savage is like holy shit they have everybody now and unpopular opinion maybe but i think that randy savage should have left the wwf and i think oh, 100%. WWF was smart to never to not keep hulk hogan because this is like a new lease on life. Like I've said this before, but like they only could have done this maybe like uh would have been six years ago, I guess, the last time Impact Wrestling had enough money to spend like this. But imagine if Impact Wrestling had just gotten Randy Orton. Like everyone's so bored with Randy Orton, but
But what if he was in another wrestling company, immediately gets a new lease on life. You see what happens with Cody Rhodes right now, where it's like he's a fringe comedy character who, if they reboot him again, would just win the IC title. And now he's one of the hottest characters in wrestling. This is absolutely fantastic stuff. Macho Man, of course, sides with Hulk Hogan, leading to some classic wrestle crap spots, uh, including the reviving elbow, where um, Macho Man... Hogan's out, but he drops the elbow on, uh, but Macho Man, sorry, drops the elbow on Hogan, and it lets him power up. Um, There's also a very great interaction that uh, Macho Man has with the mummy around (laughs) this time, where the mummy, who's a new wrestler, it's Reese, walks up and goes to Macho Man and says, how should I hold my arms? And then Macho Man goes, uh... I don't really give a shit how you hold your arms. Now, fuck off. <laughs> well, here's the crazy thing is that Macho Man and Hulk Hogan, they're not, there's no one knows if they're really close at this time or they're bitter enemies. Um, he's also interacting a lot more with Flair. Now, what is really said about this time is Flair is so insecure that Hulk Hogan is in WCW that Flair is basically a fucking, like, he's just a fucking terror, basically. Like, he's constantly fucking with people, constantly sort of. Um, uh, needling them. He's constantly causing trouble in the back, and you know Hogan's above it. Hogan's very smart and was like, "Whatever, dude. I'm just too busy, dude. Not liking minorities, dude." Um, but you know that this would fuck with Macho Man, and you can see his behavior get more and more erratic, especially when he starts working with Flair. So basically, say basically again, John. Basically, let me speak on this. Um, Savage comes in. He lines. Uh, uh, <laughs> Viva La Rosa. Uh, he, <laughs> he sides with Hogan. Him and Hogan become sort of the mega powers, but they don't say the mega powers because that is owned by somebody else. And they embark on this yes. weird feud where Ric Flair's retired, so it's Vader and Ric Flair. And clearly Ric Flair's not wanting to work with Hogan, so Macho Man is basically going to fight Flair and Hogan fights Vader. They have a Vader and Hogan have a three-match feud. Time for a yawn. Ah! Um, each of those matches are punctuated by Flair jumping in the ring and doing something. My personal favorite is when Flair dresses like a woman at Uncensored. And oh, some- so good. And somehow is the reason why Vader loses a strap match. It's fucking crazy. Um, but it also builds to a confrontation where Flair and Vader attack Angelo Poffo, the masked miser. Finally gets to p- get their they get their pound of flesh from the Max Miser. Can I speak on that? And uh, Macho Man demands that the WCW board reinstate the currently retired Ric Flair. Now I gotta say it. This is a great way to get a wrestler off the bench if they're retired. Um, also, it really speaks to Macho Man's character because he's just like he's fucking crazy. He doesn't give a fuck. But because he's a good guy, he's like I still respect the rules and I will not attack him in a car park. Um, and <laughs> builds up to a big confrontation with Ric Flair and Macho Man Randy Savage. This also sets the seeds, by the way, for the first time WCW beats WWF in the ratings because they can actually go, this feud has been happening in... T- this is the second company it's happened. This has been going on for 10 years, and because a lot of wrestling fans remember WrestleMania 8 because they rented it on VHS or were told about it, they don't really remember the really lackluster end of this feud because no one was watching wrestling at this time. So this leads to a shitload of people being like, oh yeah, I remember this first match where Macho Man won, but I don't know how it concluded, and now it's over here now. I'm over here now. 
Um, and so they're back watching it, and spike uh, the ratings on Nitro fucking spike huge for Macho Man Randy Savage, uh, Ric Flair. Uh, Hulk Hogan at this point, by the way, is filming, I believe it's Mr. Nanny, or it could be uh, Santa with muscles. I'm not sure. Yes, and the other big thing about Macho Man we should have mentioned about Macho Man coming to WCW is that this is also WCW now absorbs all that Slim Jim money. And that pays a huge, huge uh, dividends in WCW finally basically becoming profitable. Completely. It's that Slim Jim money. And also, because Randy Savage is a dynamic wrestler, they start also doing house shows again. Because unlike Hogan, who's like, sorry, dude, not going to do a house show, dude. Randy Savage doesn't give a fuck. And much like Ric Flair is like, I like to wrestle, I will wrestle. Here's also the crazy thing. He's yet to go out with a real injury. Like, he's had a few minor ones. But it's not until the end of this WCW run that he does actually get hurt. It's fucking crazy. It's actually crazy. Yeah, it's nuts that Macho Man has the best luck of any pro wrestler, essentially. And the other one I was going to say is how familiarly, like, his career has the same arc as an athlete, where it's like, if you look at in-ring performance-wise, is it longer than an athlete's? Of course, because you only really notice a pro wrestler uh, losing his athleticism when it's like gone from 100% to 50%, because obviously it's not competitive. Um, but he tears his ACL and then tries to come back too early, tears it again, and then has to come back as steroids surrounded with Molly Holly and Medusa. Yeah, that's in a while. We have a lot to get through before we, we have to. Get, we have the whole NWO madness to get through. Uh, but, but the thing is, they get Macho Man versus Flair, where Macho Man is unselfish enough that he will give back and forth feud with Flair because that's the thing. Oh, and the feud's so they fucking blow good. Off they blow off the Hogan Flair feud immediately where it's like Hogan comes in, wins the world title from Flair on first pay-per-view. Like that's what he does. Yeah. Oh no, 100%. Does Flair and ever win a match? Like we should we'll do a Ric Flair obviously. We'll do like a nine-part Ric Flair series or something. But I don't know if, Hulk, if Ric Flair ever really beats like I know he never made him tap, but I don't even know if Ric Flair's ever had like a Aaron Anderson hit him with a brick and he pinned Hulk Hogan. Win. No, they never like, did. But that's the, the thing is with Ric Flair's win loss record. Like if you actually realize how often that guy lost, it's insane. Oh, look it up. He loses all the time. He's like he's won eight matches. <laughs> One of no, which he won was sixteen matches. No, he actually lost four of those championship victories. It's really weird. <laughs> Here's the title. Shut You're up. Or on a lot of cocaine. Yeah. Kerry Von Erich somehow loses the title by eating acid. <laughs> Kerry Von Erich, so, shit on the belt. So do you want to know his win-loss record? Yes, I do. I also want to meet the fucking absolute school shooter who figured that out. 49.76% winning percentage, 44.54 losses, and 5.7 draw. Nerd. Nerd. Fucking wise. Nerd. This is the crazy thing, though. Um, I don't believe that. He, there would be way 50, more 50. draws. There would be way more fucking draws. This is all, like, this is compiled best as I can see off of televised events. Because, like, yeah, there's a lot of draws. And the other thing, it's... He was doing a fucking Broadway every night as the NWA champion. It's one of the reasons why the NWA champion didn't look as strong as Hulk Hogan. Because Hulk Hogan was literally beating... Hulk Hogan's just beaten cancer that will butt fuck you in four minutes. And Ric Flair is barely <laughs> beating, 
you know, oh, Ric Flair almost loses to Pencil Neck Thunderbolt. Yeah. Ric Flair has just been disqualified, and so your winner, but not the champion, is Guy Who Works at Gas Station. <laughs> if, if, this sounds like a crazy thing, but if pro wrestling was in the in the 80s was in the current climate it is now macho man almost certainly would have been the champion because he's the guy who's macho man in today's terms it sounds bizarre but is daniel bryan yeah in that real fans like him and super dorks like him yeah or it's like his work rate is insane he's also super fucking entertaining and he's not like Ric Flair would have been like Dolph Ziggler, where it's just like, what's your finishing move? I get body slammed. <laughs> what? <laughs> My finishing move is I'll hurt you in a way. <laughs> you get tired of punching me, lie down and go to bed, and I pin you. Not in a ring. That's when you're actually in bed with your lovely wife. I pin you. Who have I had sex with? Woo. Uh, all right, so... Macho Man is feuding with Ric Flair. Well, I mean, this is your time to shine, baby. Tell us about one of your favorite things of all time. I love the Ric Flair, Macho Man, Randy Savage feud so much. I love everything about it. I love how they build up to it. I love that Elizabeth comes back. I love that when Ric Flair wins and has two ladies, a woman and Elizabeth, they keep eating dinner at the fucking ringside during all of Nitro, and every fucking week, Macho Man just destroys the table. I love that... <laughs> Uh, how they get the title is in a steel cage. Macho Man Randy Savage's Lady Elizabeth gives Ric Flair a shoe, and he just fucking stabs Randy in the eye. It's fucking awesome. I love that they have to be tag team partners at Slamboree, and they can't get in the ring because they keep just attacking each other. I love that every match they have is delayed because neither one wants to walk out because the other one will just attack them. It's fucking awesome. And it, like you, I, to this day, believe that Ric Flair and Macho Man Randy Savage fucking hate each other like it's it's done so subtly it's done so perfectly oh it makes me it makes me fucking hard the only thing i would add to this is rick flair it's another one of those things where they've made rick flair heel but he's not a heel like one of the first vhs's i ever owned for pro wrestling was a great american bash where the only good match on it was it was like rick flair versus savage and i think Sting beat somebody and he did it with like a jumping DDT. He won the US title or something. Anyway, so Ric Flair is like cutting a promo on Savage and he's promising he's going to bang Elizabeth and calling Angelo Poffel an old piece of shit. And he's getting huge laughs and applause because it's like, this is Ric fucking Flair. Like, this is the blindness of WCW where it's like, oh, we'll make this guy heal even though no one really, no one thinks of Ric Flair as a heel. They want. He's he's talked about. You were thinking of, by the way, so much. The Great American Bash, nineteen ninety-five, a year before things got even passably okay. <laughs> Sting, by the way, defeated Ming. The Nasty Boys defeated the Blue Bloods. The Renegade defeated Arn Anderson. How? Harlem Heat defeated Dick Slater and Bunkhouse Buck. Oh, Jim Duggan defeats Craig Pittman. Dave Sullivan defeated Diamond Dallas Page. Alex Wright defeated Brian Pillman. Dick Slater and Bunkhouse Buck defeated Freddie Lancaster and Barry Houston. Ooh. <laughs> Craig Pittman defeated South, Scott Demore. 
And get ready for this. Harlem Heat defeated the Fantastics. Holy shit, what the fuck are the Fantastics doing wrestling in 1995? That's very embarrassing. Because that's the duality of WCW. It's half, this is the fucking South, let's get some good old boys, and half, we don't know, half weird cartoon wrestling that, like, rejected ideas from the WWF that one in ten times work out, i.e. Sting, and a lot of times... Uh, end up as Avalanche. Uh, also, the Fantastics wrestled until 2007. Jesus fucking Christ. Of course they did. But it's like, people. a lot of people do say, if you were to put Damon Wayans comedy career in athlete's terms, <laughs> it's downright disgusting. Oh yeah, Damon, Ray- Damon Wayans <laughs> is the rock and roll express of Damon- stand-up comedy. He is absolutely <laughs> he's, he's in a fucking... Also, J- Damon Wayans... <laughs> Uh, the day that Cosby got convicted, uh, Dylan sent me once oh, again the Damon yeah. Wayans article where he's like, Bill Cosby didn't do it. I guarantee he still believes it. And also, oh, it's fucking great. I guarantee that there's people out there that are like Louis C.K. was set up. Harvey Weinstein didn't do it. Yeah. No, for Those sure. people, by the way, I mean, Dylan Redding- got. Those people are Dylan got. Those people are have the last name Hastings and the first name John. Um so Randy Savage, uh, he keeps on trucking in WCW. He's around the title essentially when Hulk Hogan is filming movies, and then when Hulk Hogan is not filming movies, uh, he's just <laughs> he's fighting Ric Flair in a butcher shop. Um, he's teaming with Hulk Hogan as part of the. We really went in de- depth on the whole um hulk hogan crazy wcw feuds in the hulk hogan episode so go check that out but randy savage was the tag team partner in the um three level steel cage match where they they beat literally everyone (laughs) yeah oh oh we've got a wrestler named the holocaust put him in we've gotten tony tiny (laughs) lister oh it's the oh again wrestling 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 my favorite. Well, My it's just it's classic WCW in not even that the characters have these shitty ass names. It's that like you need to invest six months in telling me a guy is tough before I believe is tough. A lot of WCW at this time is like, this is the mummy. Why is he tough? Uh, look how fucking big he is. Has he beat anybody? Yeah, a lot of people in the graveyard. Shut up now and watch watch him beat up these two balding guys yeah mummy versus the jacked up dads who are cheating but don't worry about yeah the the mummy beat up this guy whose gimmick is he's an employee at a ranch shut the fuck up (laughs) Um, so macho man uh as you mentioned they do bring in elizabeth and everyone is kind of like super impressed actually with a macho man's emotional maturity they obviously don't use those words because he's a pro wrestlers he he's being gay, but they're not. He's not being gay. Yeah, you know? he's um, being gay, but to a woman, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be buried. I'm gonna be buried. That's gonna be on my tombstone. <laughs> so, but Macho Man is. Um, everyone's just like, oh yeah, things were actually fine with him and Liz because everyone thought. As soon as Miss Elizabeth showed up there single and she's eating craft services by herself, that Macho Man would just like, I don't know, set the whole building on fire and be like, if it dies, it dies. Ooh, yeah. So, but he had a girlfriend at the time. Apparently, he was still protective of Liz, but like not to the point where he was. 
I imagine it was something like a. Like, uh, oh, Liz, since we're not together anymore, you could have not have your own dressing room. Just stay in my van. Ooh, yeah. I'm still abusive years after the fact. Do you think that every boyfriend Liz got, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, had them run a background check? <laughs> I think every boyfriend Liz ever had was Macho Man Randy Savage with a different facial hair configuration. And that he had surgery done on her without her knowledge to make her eyes <laughs> change so he, she couldn't recognize specific shapes, That's but she couldn't realize funny. it. That's very fun. I think Macho Man Randy Savage is just a, a just a, he's a part-time juice head, part-time like weird optometrist. <laughs> or he's like, oh, you're so much better than Randy. Ooh, yes, I am. You talk a lot like him. No, I'm not him, though. I'm not Randy in a Michael Myers mask. Oh, yeah. My name is Ron Puff. <laughs> you say the name is Ron Tough? Puff. Oh, that's an awful Ron name. Ron Puff. That's an awful Almost name. Randy Poffo. That's the joke. That's the jokey oke. So let's get into it. Uh... We've done a bunch of time here, so let's take a break. And after the break, we'll talk about Macho Man being in the NWO. We'll talk about sad times in Ridgemont High, Macho Man. We'll talk about TNA, more sad times in Ridgemont High, Macho Man. And then we'll talk about the saddest thing of all, his untimely death that he may have predicted, mate. I I actually think his death is great. I'm really happy he's dead because if not, we would be in a it would be a Hulk Hogan esque situation. Because if Hulk Hogan has a sex tape, there's there's a video recording of Macho Man Randy Savage just jacking off on a dog, going "You're Liz." <laughs> I will say this: if you're a normal person who doesn't know anything about the world of professional wrestling, Macho Man Randy Savage does have a sad death. If you have paid any attention to professional wrestling, it's literally in the happiest ways you can die, which is so bad. Here's the thing with here's <laughs> so the thing with bad. wrestling deaths. If it doesn't take place in a hotel room, you are in such a small minority. The <laughs> I'm gonna throw this out. Owen Hart died happier than most wrestlers. Just gonna say it. Yeah. Oh yeah, Owen Hart died with people who loved him yeah people were people were cheering moments before they realized something horrific had gone wrong like this was how brian pillman died there was a muted jerry springer and then he went "Ah," and then he died (laughs) oh that's bleak oh that's real bleak all right so we'll be back with more terrifying statements like that after the break if you want to know what it was like to die as a wrestler just put on tom waits and listen to that for one week and then try and jack off see you in a second <laughs> this will be the fastest one as never hey dylan patreon.com backslash wrestle review patreon.com backslash wrestle review patreon.com backslash wrestle review please give us money get alternate episodes and you can maybe pick the wrestler we review next and maybe john will get a barry darso tattoo on his lower back slut 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 Shame on your body. Let me speak on this. The NWO Randy Savage. (laughs) It's gonna be a constant thing now. What? It's a constant thing. This is a this is a professional wrestling 
Biography and Filthy Animals Tribute Podcast. All right. Okay, so Adelaide, Viva La Rasa. You make me rowdy, rowdy, and bowdy, bowdy. I was trying to remember the thing. Conan I can't said, remember I all of their catchphrases. Yeah, because they all had one because it was clearly them being like, we need the DX. Okay, you, Eddie Guerrero, you're Triple H now. Uh, I'm a dad and I don't can't do pills. Shut up. We'll do a Conan episode, but he would have, of all the people in wcw he is literally the one where i could have totally seen him translating very very well to the wwf that's what's weird is i don't know well it's because of max moon and Vin- and he like fucking hates vince mcmahon yeah i mean there's a reason he's he's an unspoken guy where he'll never be in the hall of fame because he essentially created a successful business based off of hey nerds who worked there let's talk shit about this old steroid addict like mlw radio that's a very funny point that's a very funny you chunky chunky fat fat john fat fat john randy savage was one of the people who were defending wcw against the onslaught of these these invaders this nwo he is of course uh part of i don't think anyone talks about this that bash at the beach hulk hogan turn is that how did what luger got injured early in the match and it was just sting and savage correct wrong sting got injured early in the match and then it's just luger sting and savage got injured. how luger shit, hit him does that because, make people look no i i can exp- i can explain why up until when they were laying out the match sting was in the second position to take over and be the bad guy oh um because they didn't know if hogan was gonna do it yeah but so the reason he got injured in the match was like, oh, they're going to be like, oh, my God, he was playing. Po-. He would come on the mic and say I was playing possum and whatever else. 100%. He was going to come back in. Looks like. Fuck, I dropped the mic again. It looked like he could make the same save that Hogan did where he comes out and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do it. Boom. Nails it. And they yeah. could have given the signal. But it, Hogan realized, oh, I'll make so much more money. I'll do it. And Sting. Yeah. And also be be a heel, but also like pretty quickly almost a babyface, essentially. Um, yeah. But the reason we're talking about this is obviously Savage is the one that takes the old leg drop from Hulk Hogan. Ho, ho. Uh, and also due to a <clears throat> injury and a contract dispute, if I'm not mistaken. So after he takes that leg drop and then another oh, quick... A uh, loss to Hogan in a title match at Halloween Havoc. Well, they build up to it actually because he goes away. He doesn't. He goes exactly. away. He c- That's what I'm going to say. The contract dispute in this uh, sense really does add to the angle because Sting goes away and Savage goes away. So both the people who were attacked by the NWO immediately, the high-profile guys, are off TV for a very long time. And obviously, you can be afforded that because you've just turned wrestling's biggest character ever to that point heel after 20 years of being in the public eye since not 20 years sorry but like 12 years of being in the public eye as like the face of professional wrestling so you can carry it but it's very important to note that that both guys who except for luger i suppose two of the three guys were off tv for a very long time so you're like oh wcw's outgunned we these guys are just a sneak attacking us they're 
their strength is we don't know when they're going to strike, blah, blah, blah. And also, it makes them look like they're the fucking eater of worlds because you've put over Macho Man Randy Savage as being a fucking, like, nothing can stop him. And now it's like, these three people have literally eaten his fucking soul and he's dead. Yeah, like, Hulk Hogan is clearly the strongest character in the company, but it's much like we talked about in our eight, in our 80s and 90s Macho Man and WWF episodes is Macho Man and Sting and to a lesser extent flair are all around that as well like flair less so because you've clearly established hogan can beat flair but the only hope for actually beating hulk hogan in a match is randy savage even the giant who's another hope is quickly um oh they well they fuck the nwo no they fuck have him join the nwo which is already like they're like oh nwa best gimmick ever they, it's great for two months, and then the giant joins, and you're like, oh, go fuck yourself. It's but so stupid. The, we talked about this in the Big Show episode, but they had to do that because there was an outstanding lawsuit that the NWO is just, you're just doing a WWF invasion angle, so they had to add someone from WCW proper to... But you didn't need, But again, it didn't need to be someone that they already beat. Like, it's you can add someone different like this is a time to add like um like you add a rick steiner or you add brian you add someone that's different that's part of like say the horseman that adds to your feud by adding the giant it's like well like that's just that that takes away from your opponents like takes away from the people you can fight as opposed do you know what i mean like it and you've already beaten him so you're saying like oh we beat this guy up he was a piece of shit but now he's with us that's fine and we have to believe that he's your unstoppable bodyguard that's stupid you you add yeah. someone you add someone that's new and young and you build him up over two years and he will be the guy that betrays you goes back to wcw and boom you have a match with hogan do i need to solve all the problems take that eric bitch off <laughs> uh, first person to think of that was you that was me first so the weird thing is this is why I think Macho Man, the duality of him being an absolute fucking psychopath in his, in his personal life, and then also almost the ultimate team player as far in professional wrestling terms is he takes time off, he comes back, he, I didn't even remember this until I was reminded of it again, he is also in the rafters with Sting for a time because he's talking okay. about how he's a free agent. He might yeah, he comes. He, he comes back, and Eric Bischoff demands he joins the NWO, which is so weird. He yeah, yeah. and he's in the rafters with Sting, um, dressed in the weirdest like it's all black with what looks like white out drawn lightning bolts. Mm-hmm. He's then the reason why Roddy Piper does not beat Hogan for the second time for the belt. Roddy Piper, of course, beats Hogan at uh, their first match for Starcade, but because Rowdy Roddy Piper wrote his own contract, he didn't include it was for the title. Fuck you, WCW. Fuck you so hard in the fucking neck. Macho Man joins the N-W-O and is playing second fiddle to Hogan, which he fucking hates. And that's okay because for the first bit, he joins the NWO and immediately goes into a feud with Diamond Dallas Page. Now, the WWF will have you believe the only star the WCW ever made was Goldberg. That's absolute bullshit. They first made Diamond Dallas Page, and they made him so fucking hard in this feud. Because this feud is basically uh, over Macho Man and Elizabeth shame Dallas Page and his wife. And Dallas Page and Macho Man have a basically, we're two old men and we're going to beat each other up with toolboxes feud. It's <laughs> so fucking good. Every single match, again, Macho Man has... 
is the best at like being like, oh, this guy was a pretty good wrestler. Let me elevate it with rehearsals and smart original tactics. And just the intensity of the matches are just two dudes beating the fuck out of each other. Like they fight. They, it's the first time I remember wrestlers fighting on the, the entrance set. Like they go and just fight on yeah. the entrance set for 10 minutes and then go back to the ring. Like disregard of disqualification. Oh, it was fucking awesome. And Diamond Dallas Page, by the way, completely puts Randy over as being the driving force behind the feud and also the reason why the feud was successful because Diamond Dallas Page wins the first match. So Randy starts the feud. Dallas surprisingly beats him in the first match. Now you have a reason to keep going with the feud because now Randy is fucking pissed off that Diamond beat him one time. By the way, completely against the advice of Eric Bischoff and everyone else who was like, no, 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 no. Randy, you beat Diamond. He was like, no, I'm taking the Diamond Cutter and I'm going to beat him. We'll put over that, that you never know when that move is going to happen. It's totally unexpected. Oh, I am fucking hard again. Yeah. So Randy Savage, all like Randy Savage, came up with indirectly the RKO out of nowhere, essentially. He's the yeah, guy basically. who basically helped make the diamond, noticed that it was getting good pops, and then made the diamond cutter really one of the signature moves in WCW. Another thing I wanted to, this is going back a bit, but Savage also, as a tool in the Sting storyline, couldn't have worked better because if you look at it objectively, the two got two of the three guys in that original WCW versus NWO match are free agents, quote unquote. Of course, you know that Macho Man and Sting are both going to side with WCW as a team. Oh my God, three on three. Once again, let's get this done. That's how the... You would usually think it works, but Macho Man goes to the NWO and you think, holy shit, maybe Sting will go to the NWO. Maybe WCW is totally fucked. Now, probably it should have just been a four-on-four match uh, within a calendar year, essentially, and just done Sting beats Hogan at Starcade, and then you have a four-on-four Macho, Hulk, and the Outsiders versus, like, I don't know, Sting... Luger and the Steiners or something and then you're done move on to a new angle they obviously don't do that um but Macho Man as just basically being okay with being second fiddle is such a major major thing as far as storytelling goes and he's such a like he's I don't know he's just such a like (laughs) the, the dichotomy of him and his personal life versus him and his professional life is so insane because he's still a great worker here he's still a great promo they put him back with Liz Liz has big nude boo 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 boos, and uh, she's actually helping him cheat, like directly helping him cheat, and he's being like a super coward, like throwing Liz in the way and all that stuff. And that's a weird thing where it's like they have the NWO as a heel faction, but you're doing these babyface things like reuniting Macho Man and and Liz. And it's also this weird thing is because because Liz is free from Macho Man. Also, her personality is a lot brighter and nicer. She doesn't seem like she's a victim. And also, you have Dusty Rhodes basically calling her a whore every time he's near a microphone. <laughs> you the baby shoes. You the the dirty dirty bell, Bobby Hinnon. I tell you what, uh, my dick smelled like a tuna exploding because I was using a toilet seat after she used the Bobby Hinnon. I tell you, she, he might have won a match, Bobby Hinnon, but he's going to get... Gonorrhea tonight. Bobby, you know, let me tell you this right now. My dick is lickier than I fucking fuss it because I got a blowjob from a woman that knows me a little bit. <laughs> okay. 
Very uh, good. <laughs> oh, Dusty, I wish you'd just talk about the match. This is Tony Schiavone. I think Dusty's trapped beneath, between dimensions. <laughs> Baby, I'll tell you this much. Little bitch, you're looking good, but she also looking bad. You're making me think. Everybody needs a Can you please talk about what's happening in the ring, Dusty? You're once again having a small stroke. I got a thumb for you. It is your aid. <laughs> you do miss a little bit and Uncle Fred and you get Uncle Fred in there and then you got a title. Oh, Uncle Fred, Uncle Fred, fuck me, oh, Uncle Fred. <laughs> so, Savage is doing like, he's very much upper mid-card right now. He really is. I can't believe we transitioned back. I can't believe it. Oh, we're weird. Go ahead. You know, this pod podcasting uh, is very much informed by our stand-up where it's say a bunch of weird things and then just start talking again and hopefully no one notices how weird it, the thing you just said was. Yeah. We don't put effort. Ah, fuck you, John! <laughs> you fucking idiot. So, with the Diamond Dallas Page feud, like, also Diamond Dallas Page writes out the matches completely, so it's essentially like kismet as far as pro wrestling oh. is concerned, where they, they meet, they look in each other's eyes, and they blush because both of them have a 50 five-page manuscript on how this three-minute TV sh match is going to work. And with the first Diamond Cutter match, basically it's like, you've established that Macho Man needs help to beat DDP. So Macho Man does win matches later in their feud, but they're all with help. And This is a fantastic point. I didn't even think about that this. Puts DDP, like, DDP can literally lose five straight matches... As long as he wins that one match, because you've you've established if the odds are one and one, then DDP is the better fucking wrestler. Ugh. And DDP, he's a great baby face because it's like this super. It's just basically this super thin. It's exact same thing as a boxer who can just knock you out with one punch. It's like, yes, this guy's super thin and weird looking and whatever. But if he does the thing he does, then you're done. Oh, so it's a great feud, and it and it. Literally is the reason Diamond Dallas Page is in the Hall of Fame. Like, he called Randy and thanked him, essentially, after he took the diamond cutter and the pin. And Randy called him back and said, I phoned my father and played him the message. Yeah, no and one's... Like, it was the like, nicest thing anyone's ever done to me, which that's, is insane. And then his father was like, did you, did you guys give him for the money after this? Because you got to get the money. Yeah. <laughs> I made the, I made the bigger meatball, Randy. And if uh, Randy, it's uh, Angelo Paffo. You called me. You owe me money for the phone bill. <laughs> I called my father up. I said, never done anything this nice to you. And my father said, exactly. Uh, Randy, you call me from Florida? What the fuck is this? Randy, Randy. I mean, it cost me a five dollar just to say you are a fucking pussy. I am not proud of you. You're not my son. I'm going to eat a big and meat ball. <laughs> Randy, nice. Randy. We all know I prefer, I prefer Lanny. Lanny still lives at home. Lanny contributes to the meals. <laughs> There's a lot of also, oh, by the way, next week, big announcement. We are doing Leaping Lanny Poffo, which Ooh. will be... Five hours of just this. Oh God! It will just—it uh, will just be me discussing how that guy is obsessed with not wiping his asshole. There's a lot of parts of the Ma Randy Macho Man uh, research that we did that are essentially leaping Lanny Poffo, just 
shows up to the building and watches people do wrestling things. No one addresses him or says anything, so he just gets the gist and goes home. And it's literally Lanny Poffo coming in like, Hello, everybody. I'm the genius. I work here. And everyone's like, Get the fuck out of here, Lanny. He's like, Okay, I'll go home. I don't think you know this, but you... You gave me $400,000 last year. No, we yeah. didn't, Lanny. Okay, fine. I'm going to go read poems to a tree. Yeah. Hello, I might be Wildcat Willie. Goodbye. <laughs> Can I be Sting? No, Lanny. Okay. Very well, then. I'm going to go tell the road that it's doing a good job. Uh, so, watch him in quickly. Uh becomes Kurt Henning's assistance in his feud with Ric Flair when they do the uh Rick, Kurt Henning was going to join the Horsemen but then oh no 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 he does and uh he's still feuding with uh DDP there's some contract negotiations that he has with Bischoff as a power move he gets Bischoff to fly to where Macho Man is staying and uh, Bischoff comes in to his room. Macho Man is completely in the nude. Oh yeah, him what he wants in his contract. And Bischoff, and then apparently a hotel guy comes in. This is weird. This is they're both there. See not sees Macho Man's naked. Sees Bischoff and thinks. And Bischoff goes, Oh no, now they're gonna think we're gay. <laughs> yeah. Also, the room service guy was bringing a bunch of food and thirty beers, and it's the yep. morning. <laughs> Like, like it feels like it's like Macho Man's like, oh yeah, you're a man. This is what men drink. I don't do that. Like it's very, he's fucking, he's just a weird guy. Well, there's, I mean, certainly, like it's probably crazy how much of the bravado in wrestling is now out of wrestling. But Macho Man definitely, definitely bought into the bravado of wrestling. And that was part of it, right? Like, there was a time in the locker room, apparently, where it's like, if you, when they were having real feuds in the NWO because Macho could see the way Hogan was positioning himself and didn't like that it was basically Hulk Hogan and then everyone else in the company. And it was like, you either went to Macho's trailer, this was all uh, from Kevin Nash, of course, but you either went to Macho Man's trailer and drank his beer, or you went to Hogan's trailer and drank his beer and if you did one or the other you couldn't then cross pollinate like you couldn't be friends with macho and hulk because they were both like this was the also the other weird part in wcw where piper hogan and macho man all had the word icon and they were just talking about how they were all the icons in wrestling and they would have they all had that in their theme song and they were just constantly talking about how they were icons it's a very bizarre time in wrestling where it's like... Also, I just want to throw out there, um, one of the things is to not get yelled at for drinking before you went to the ring, you had to make sure that both that either Hulk Hogan or Macho Man were drinking, and then you they couldn't say anything. It's just so, <laughs> so weird. That's a, this, is, they take this is a company. Yeah. This is a company that's owned by Ted Turner. This is a billion... This is, par, this is a profit center for one of the biggest media empires the world has ever seen and how you didn't get in trouble for being drunk at your job was making sure either a brunette maniac or a tanned racist was also drinking <laughs> i love wrestling i mean we'll we'll mention this i've mentioned it before i'll mention it again the best way to describe professional wrestling is 
After the 1996 bash at the beach where Hulk Hogan did the thing, they got great heat. He turned heel, and they got the right type of heat. Everyone's super pissed. He knows he's going to make a ton of money. He knows in his mind that he's already beating the WWF, and he's going to surge even farther ahead. Eric Bischoff stays late at the venue, has a beer, and jacks off <laughs> in his office. That's how he celebrated. He had a cold beer. And then he fucking rubbed one out. Oh, 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 oh. And he says his office, that's not your house. That's an arena you're staying in. You're like a guy who jacks off in the bathroom at a sports event. Hey, like, man. That's not your office. There's nothing about oh, this. Here's I your don't... office for tonight. Mm. Oh, it's my office. I'm going to take a shit in the desk. And I'm going to move it. Uh, here's all my blankets. I put all these bananas in there. Oh, they went rotten because it's my office for exactly six hours and you jacked off there, you monster. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so yummy. It's unctuous, I would say. <laughs> so uh, Savage is actually feuding. This is the thing where there's a there's a rift in the NWO, which they tease starting in 97, 98. With Savage and uh, Nash being one of the factions, this leads to them, of course, forming NWO Wolfback. Is Randy Savage and Kevin Nash at at, at the start of it? Yeah, Randy, um, by the way, has this is his first um, uh, knee injury, which he comes back too quickly and for some reason is just in the ring on crutches. God damn it, this man's a fucking lunatic. Randy, you need to rest your leg. Fuck you. I'll just go to the ring injured. Oh, that's the same as resting it. Oh, wait, it's not, you fucking lunatic. Yeah, he does a very weird um, feud with Lex Luger. Weird only because he's obviously with Elizabeth, and Lex is with Elizabeth in in real life. But I think once he... I mean, this is asking a lot of Randy Savage. That's the weird thing about this stuff. Like, working with your wife is... Especially in entertainment. Like, and this is, goes across all platforms, essentially... It's like you can look at like a lot of marriages from the, the Hollywood in the 50s and 60s where it's like everyone loved them because the, the story, oh, they're married and blah. And then in real life, they're divorced or have a horrible relationship and they just have to keep on working together. And since wrestling is 30 years behind, mm -hmm. that's exactly what Randy Savage is essentially going through here. Um, he's still working with Elizabeth. Uh, you get Luger and Elizabeth as uh, a couple in real life that's asking a lot of a guy who wouldn't let her <laughs> oh no you can't have the shrimp that's the most masculine food it looks like a little dick <laughs> suck a little dick don't you you want to suck a little curvy dick yeah oh, elizabeth let me ask you a question why do i still dream of you <laughs> elizabeth eat anything you want unless it's a hot dog oh yeah the most phallic of all the foods bananas are bad too clams <laughs> elizabeth let me tell you something right now you're only gonna eat oatmeal <laughs> so uh yeah savage is, is the uh one he's the one a guy uh he has a cage match with hogan to that they somehow almost get counted out of fuck this is also by the way what wcw gets fucking stupid <laughs> well this is this is the best thing because so it's getting dumb like if you view it as a roller coaster ride it's like 1990 when savage comes in 95 is kind of going it's that first little weird hill on a roller coaster and then the big one where it's like 96 bash at the beach we're going up 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 and then he peaks i'd say savage's career in 
WCW peaks with the Diamond Dallas Page stuff. And yeah, then it goes start, 100%. starts going down, but he has his final knee injury when it's halfway when the roller course is halfway down that final jump, and mm-hmm. then he comes back and it's right at the bottom because the Wolfpack is the first nail in the coffin of WCW, where it's like instead of getting past the NWO angle and having yeah we for some reason made it bigger for no reason oh yeah it's fucking rough. Yeah, this is Wolfpack, and then the LWO, and they have so many different, you know, NWO Hollywood. I really liked the and the LWO, by the way. I know it's I know I'm not supposed to, but I really did. If it would have just been the LWO and the NWO, and the NWO oh, it would have been great. And they would have existed only on like Thunder or something, and then you finally have them cross. And we're like, there's a way they could have done it great, but they didn't. Um, but so Savage, uh, when he comes back. Uh, he's had a bunch of knee injuries. At this point, he's in his mid-40s. Nobody's having fun. He has three valets. Gorgeous George, in one of the most interesting stories in wrestling history, he owns the Gorgeous George trademark. He owns it because he loves Gorgeous George. The theme music he uses is the Gorgeous George theme music, which, because he also owns that, means that when he comes to WCW, he keeps the same theme, which is fucking amazing that's something i really wanted to mention is that macho man and rick flair are two very very smart men just because they both use public domain music so that they they take it wherever they want exactly and he also was in wwf before they copyrighted absolutely everything so he also owns the macho man randy savage trademark because make no mistake, if this was now, his name would have been the tough boy, you know, the tough boy Ron Puff. Tough Ron Puff. That would have been his name or something. Tough Ron Puff. Can you imagine Puff. this man is anything but the Macho Man Randy Savage? Savage? No, I can't. I can't. Well, he also would have been. He was. He was Macho Man. Macho Man Randy Savage before the WWE. Although, yeah, they would have made it sign over. It would have been a Dudley Boy situation probably, but. Yeah, like how Cody Rhodes is now just known as Cody because <laughs> they own the trademark for his dead father's last name. Well, they, he's fighting it. They keep say, He's back apparently being Cody Rhodes again. Like they keep fighting and he keeps also just being like, it's my actual name, you fucks. Fuck you. Even though it's not. His last name he's, is Ronald. But yeah, but it's his working family's last name. And yeah. the other thing is. Uh, they let Chris Jericho wrestle in New Japan Pro Wrestling, but they won't let Cody Rhodes have the last name Rhodes. Well, it's because I'm pretty sure Chris Jericho has... Any reference to your mother is on a WWE trademark, so yeah, if you're it... ever telling your wife about your mother at dinner, we'll have you carted away, arrested, and Triple H gets to peg you. His, uh, he does have a real dick, but he just liked his fake one the way it feels better. I'm going to throw this out there. I think it's because Vince doesn't understand that Chris Jericho, how Chris Jericho can be over anywhere else because he's too small. I guarantee that's part of it. He's like, doesn't make sense. <laughs> Fine. Like, for all of their, like, good relationship, I guarantee Vince is still like, I don't get it. I don't f- like it. It's bad. He's the size of a woman. <laughs> He should be wrestling so Charlotte. Savage, <laughs> Savage takes time off. He's having uh, matches with Bret Hart. Uh, he's still like feuding with Hogan. It's 
It's the same goddamn thing. On, um, I'll, I'll promote another podcast that's much, much, much more successful than ours, but 83 weeks with Eric Bischoff, they did the finger poke of doom, yeah. and Eric Bischoff still doesn't understand why that was bad, and I just want to say this. The reason why the finger poke of doom was bad is the same reason why we kind of just skirted over Macho Man's post-DDP, post-Lex Luger wrestling career in WCW. It's because it was the same. It, it was the same. Meant, it doesn't make any sense. Exactly. You had a story progression that was Hulk Hogan's bad. Hulk Hogan has a title. Sting beats Hulk Hogan. Then, uh, then you have Goldberg. Goldberg is the next phase. It is, but they fucked up. Hang on. Let me speak on this. Yeah. Let me fucking speak on this. Viva La Rosa. Thank you. Um, because they fuck up the transition of Sting being the champion because Sting t- turned up and he wasn't tanned. One of the reasons they gave. Fuck you, Hulk Hogan. They That's don't. Hilarious. They can't move on to that next phase. They now are stuck and have to just. They just do phase one over again. They had to do a clean break of Hogan's no longer the champion. Say what you want about the invasion angle. The WWE did a great. They go. This is the end of it. We now move on. And that's what they needed yeah. to do with the NW. If they had done that in 1997, if 1997 Starcade was the end of it, and then you could tell the story of what did the NWO members do now? That's a bunch of new storylines for them. You have Hogan sit on the fucking shelf for a fucking year and have him come back as either Hollywood or Yellow and Red Hogan. That's a big pop because people be like, oh, I liked that. There's a bunch of ways you do it. But you don't do what they did, which just goes, we'll just do this again. No! Yeah. And that's what they did. Yeah, it's terrible. That's what they did. So Macho Man comes... uh, Macho Man comes when he leaves WCW. When he has... He tears his ACL. He has three major knee surgeries. And... Three major P surgeries. (laughs) Is that good? In other terms, when he comes back... It's very good. When he comes back... uh, he's the grandma is on dialysis like grandma is like in trouble but there might be a way she could pull through and then when he comes back uh in those terms everyone's acting like grandma's still alive (laughs) by weekended burning uh grandma yeah everything is so fucked macho man can't move anymore um so he has three babes gorgeous george as we mentioned Medusa, because Gorgeous George <laughs> started to wrestle and then realized she does not like that. And Molly Holly. And Molly Holly is great. Miss Madness. I, and I got to tell you, I love that his bodyguards were three women who beat the fuck out of people. I thought this was a great angle. I thought that was great. I thought that was great. And I think that that's oddly a thing that I would love WWE to do now is the this lady is a tough because you always get that moment of... I would never hit a girl, but then they would always be like, oh, I'm going to try and hit her. And then it's like, no, the girl's way better at this than you. But obviously, they're doing a lot better with women's wrestling in every conceivable other way now. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's it's pretty spectacular. If you think about it, it's like, oh, this was, this was almost 20 years ago. And you're like, yeah, they should have come a lot further than they are now in 20 years when it comes to women's wrestling. But hey, let's not look. Li- don't dwell on it. <laughs> Um, Randy has a short feud with Kevin Nash when he comes back, uh, so they're still positioning him very high on the card. Uh, one of the greatest things ever, August 14th, Randy beats Dennis Rodman in a hardcore match at WCW Road Wild. Did I bring the... I know what you're all thinking. Hey, John, when you were heckled by Dennis Rodman in 2016, did you mention this incident, and did Dennis Rodman look visibly wounded for a moment when you did? 
Yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> and yes, I did. Uh, May 2nd, 2000, Randy Macho Man Savage makes his final appearance in Thunder uh, as part of a number one uh, contender for the Battle Royal. Uh, this is a direct favor to Eric Bischoff. He said um, his final thoughts on the company of WCW was basically that it was a one-man show and Hogan ran, any- ran everything. He obviously never got the due. Because say what you will about WWF, everyone was always looking for Vince's approval and Vince made the call to make Randy the champion. Randy was the champion in WCW, but he was never treated that way at all. Like He never got like... Even him being the CM Punk style champion where it's like he doesn't even close out pay-per-views, he still got a year with the title and was put over strong over people. Like, oh, this guy's also very good at wrestling. Whereas WCW booked people because, oh, you already know he's good at wrestling because you saw him in WWF. We don't need to treat him like that. Mm. That makes any sense. Uh, He does have a short run in TNA (laughs) where he shows up uh, looking like I think he thinks he looks cool, but... He just looks like the uncle that shows up, asks for pills, and leaves if you don't have them. Uh, (laughs) Against the Kings of Wrestling, which is Scott Hall (laughs) in a TNA shirt, because that's how you get major stars over, baby. Jeff Jarrett, who is still a wrestler, and Kevin Nash, who's torn every ligament in his body five times. Oh, yeah. The walk to the ring for this match is fucking uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> of course it is are they all asleep are they somehow all asleep yeah uh that's his final appearances in wrestling are for tna of course um he does a couple acting tings um because that's what i was gonna say savage bonesaw they should just brought him back as bonesaw and uh the bizarre thing about his death is um that his dog passed away the week previous and he told Lanny Poffo, his brother, to spread the dog's ashes in his backyard and then also said anything that's good enough for Hercules, who was named after Hercules Hernandez, of course, good enough for me. Of course. And uh, three days later, Macho Man had a heart attack while driving, which sounds sad, but he lived till his late 50s and he lived in a house with a woman he loved. So once again, regular people standards that is life cut short. Pro wrestling standards, he may as well be 130 and have died at the same time as his beautiful wife. <laughs> yeah, he died. He died an old ghost based on the way he died. Like, it's like, wow. Also, the fact that he didn't bring his wife with him is also like, that's just like, oh, thank God that's so happy. Exactly. And the other thing is uh, like, yeah, in, pro- in real people terms, this would be like if I died at 130 and then I the last thing I, as I faded away into the abyss, was the doctor being like, "Your son, your grandson won the Super Bowl, and your son coached." <laughs> and then I just die. Like that's how happy this is in pro wrestling terms. Oh, it's just great stuff. God, I love. So, what is your favorite thing uh, about Macho Man Randy Savage's whole career, and what's the worst thing about it? Elbow drop, John. Elbow drop. Fucking amazing finisher, still impactful. Anytime anyone else does an elbow drop, all I think is, man, I wish the Macho Man Randy Savage was here pointing at women in the front row going, not people. And uh, (laughs) Here's the weird thing, though. If you look at the DDP, when you watch a diamond cutter now, 
you're really taken aback by how unathletic DDP is and just how cool the move is, but how unathletic he is. Because when you watch an RKO, you're like, oh, this is just a better version of a diamond cutter. And I would assert to you, no one has ever done the elbow drop uh, better than Randy Savage. There's n- no one like... It was it was his whole career. It was his whole character and entire move because it's. It seems like he's leaping towards the neck. Like, there's a whole thing to it. It's fucking fascinating. Well, because it's his whole character in an entire move where it's like, uh, he's this fucking psychopath, but he's controlling his body, but still his body's so tense. Like there's never a looseness to it. Like when CM Punk did it, it was just kind of like this nerd's doing a goddamn thing he grew up watching. When Randy does, like, his body's so tight, there's there's a weird... I can't really explain it, but if you watch any... It's like a guy who's been taught to do this uh, because it's the right way to fight someone when really all he wants to do is rip the guy's face off and throw it into the crowd. But he knows he's been taught this is the best way to beat someone up, so I'll do that. And it's a transformative move in the history of pro wrestling because, like I said, even Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, who's generally known as one of the best wrestlers of all time... His crossbody and every crossbody in the 80s looked like shit, whereas Randy Savage's move looked picture perfect every single time. It's the only move you play the video game and you put Macho Man's elbow drop on a character. It's exactly the same as the Macho Man does it every single time. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best finishing moves of all time, and people don't really think about it enough, I don't think. Like, people should just go in prayer rooms at church and think about the elbow drop and leave. That's what I would do. Yeah, it is weird that you think that that's what church is for, but what are you going to do, eh? (laughs) Uh, My favorite thing about the Macho Man is his meticulous nature and the fact that... Because I wanted to mention this earlier, so I'll just mention it now. How he still wrote out every match... How tightly wound he was before he went to the ring, how much he cared, even in WCW in 1998, 1999. I think that's really a testament to him and to why everything else, why his promos, why his look, why his ring gear, why the entire package of the Macho Man Randy Savage was so amazing is because he his attention to detail... And his, like, his really his weird fear of losing it. Like, people said he would speak in that exact same voice all the time to everybody. When he, he reconciled all he, the time. He's the Daniel Day-Lewis of pro wrestling. When he reconciles with Hulk psycho. Hogan at an orthopedist's office, he opens the door and goes, Oh, yeah, Hogan. How are you? <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Flying elbow drop off the top, baby. Yeah. That's great. Uh, the worst thing about Macho Man is uh, that he was a serial uh, wife abuser. John, I took that one. Oh, shit. No, I guess the That's worst fine. thing about I- Macho Man is his rap album because it made it impossible to mourn the death of Hurt Kurt Henning. Fuck. Because Jesus fucking Christ. When he- Damn it, that, that was going to be mine. Damn you. Damn fucking you. Because I was like, we haven't talked about the rap album. We're going to talk about my perfect yeah, friend. I know, I just- We're going to talk my about perfect the- perfect friend is- we're going to talk about the fact that he said he was going to do more. <laughs> he planned follow-ups. That was his Hotel California. He was getting ready for the long run. That's fucking insane. Oh, damn it. <laughs> God fucking damn it. Be a man, Hogan. Don't be scared. You're running from macho. That's what I heard. Oh. So I guess we're just playing. I mean, 
All right, I got a different. Copy, I got a copyright different, laws. I have a different worst download thing. Download the entire Macho Man rap album, and people can just download that off our podcast feed. Because who cares? Let me say this. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone's like, "Hey, that's copyright infringement," I'll be like, "Oh yeah," and then just take it off. Yeah. Uh, I like. I would like to go to court for this because I want to play it in front of a judge who just will be like, "Both of you are going to jail <laughs> for making me hear this." Yeah, you're going to jail now. We're kissing. <laughs> All right. So, what's your worst, Johnny Boy? His hair. His hair is fucking awful. It looks like it looks like a wig that someone glued to his head. Because it's the weird thing where when you say he loved Gorgeous George and the character is clearly patterned after Gorgeous George and superstar Billy Graham in some way. Yeah, except for his hair, except for his horrendous, like, like weirdly OCD. dry, broken hair. My hair's so dry. I would assert that is part of his OCD. Where he's like, in his head, he's like, no, the Macho Man doesn't look like this. Like, the Macho Man character can't look like this. Macho Man doesn't have a bald spot. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's why he wears the hats. That's why everything, because he's supposed to be... He doesn't see himself as this... He sees himself as this pretty boy psychopath, not just a straight-up psychopath. And if anyone could have talked to him and just been like, it's okay, you're going bald. It, it, no one cares. Like, just pick a new way to look. And then stick to that. But he doesn't. And then he had a hot attack. Ooh, that's bad. All right. I got to pee so badly. So I'm going to wrap up the show. My heart attacked me. For so long. Um, ladies and gentlemen, for Mega Cuck, Dylan got. I'm cool guy. Lots of friends. John Hastings. John, quotation mark, good stuff. End quotation mark, Hastings. I know what you're all thinking. You're thinking, hey, John. I would like to have unprotected sex with you. You can't. I'm I'm in a relationship, but I appreciate you saying that. So uh, enjoy this fucking great episode and come back next week when we discuss Lanny Poffo and probably also talk about infrared saunas because he really likes those too. And I, <laughs> I hate that I know that. And yesterday spent 10 minutes looking for keys that I was holding. Bye, 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 bye. Hollywood officer, whatever they call you, I'm coming after you, you coward. I did it in hope that you set it off. Set it off. Used to be hard hog, now you done turns off. Doing telephone commercials, I seen ya. Dancing and tight as a ballerina. I knew all along you had those tendencies. Cause you've been running from macho like I got a disease. Dude, please, your pay-per-view event was a joke. You're avoiding Randy Savage cause you know you can smoke. Come on, that phony fight the rock straight too fast. But when I challenged him to a real fight, he passed. I called him out, but the punk was scared to go. It was a charity event, but the hog didn't show. Hollywood Hulkster, you're at the end of your rope. And I'ma kick you in the butt and wash your mouth out with soap. Cause, like Randy Dangerfield, you get some respect. So come on, Hulk, let's wreck so I can put you in check. Be a man, Hulk. Come on, don't be scared. You're running from Macho, that's what I heard. Be a man, Hulk. Yeah. Come on, don't be a chump. I never thought Hulk would go wild like a punk. Be a man, Hulk. Come on, don't be scared. You're running from Macho, that's what I heard. Be a man, Hulk. Boy, use a chump. Cause Hulk Hogan is a real big punk. They call you Hollywood. <laughs> don't make me laugh. Cause your movies and your acting skills are both trash. Your movies straight the video, the box office can't stand. While I got myself a feature role in Spider-Man. You hide the man. But when I find you thawed, and when I slam it to the dirt, you wish you was never born. I smell a coward, is that you, Hogan? Macho's gonna kick your butt, this is a slogan. You tried to ignore me, thinking I'll go away. But I'ma keep on messing with you, dude, day after day. And once you step to Macho, you're through. The joke's on you, so what you gonna do? 
probably nothing Cause you're a real big punk You call my dad up on the phone, man, use a chunk Cause if you really got static, take it up with me And I'll punk your butt out for the world to see Be a man home Come on, don't be scared You're running from macho, that's what I heard Be a man home Come on, don't be a chunk I never thought help would go wild like a punk Be a man home Come on, don't be scared You're running from macho, that's what I heard Be a man home Hulk Hogan is a real big punk.